Hey guys, uh, welcome to another Cigar Talks with Jason. If you like this video, please like, comment, share, subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, this is a question that was posed by, actually probably more so than any question I've ever addressed. But the question is, you know, what does a healthy dom sub or bdsm relationship look like or you know what are red flags to watch out for etc the short answer there is no there's no template for the perfect bdsm or dom sub relationship uh at the end of the day, you have to find out what works for you and your partner because there's no one size fits all approach. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the doms out there aren't actually doms. They're just some insecure douchebag with a high school bully mentality. That is not a dom. Um, what I am getting at is someone where it's a power trip to them. They actually get off on someone else's misery. Um, perfect example of this uh, would be the very final moments of the first 50 shades of gray, where he was beating the woman with a belt and she was actually crying. Like it genuinely hurt her. And that is the perfect example of what, this type of relationship should not look like because that sick fuck was actually getting off on her genuine pain. Personally, had I been there, I would have taken the belt away from him, beat the fuck out of him, been like, yeah, pick on someone your own size. But the thing is, a true dom actually leads by example. They care about their partner um, with... Uh, With my submissive or any relationship I've had like that, the thing is there needs to be a connection, there needs to be a bond, there needs to be a trust. And anytime I've ever been in that role, there's a connection strong enough that I don't even need to tell my partner, I don't need my partner to tell me that something went over the line. Um, you know, I can read their body language, I'm paying attention to their rate of breathing, their pupil dilation, you know, little tiny gestures that their body makes, the way they moan. A true dom, that's what they actually do. And one thing that gets overlooked a lot, and this is how you can tell a, um, This is the way you can tell a true dom from a high school bully is something called aftercare. And when you're in that submissive role, you're extremely vulnerable. And, you know, there's lots of fetishes and fantasies and, you know, like I refer to it as bedroom talk and sober talk. Um, I think we've all said things in the moment during sex that we would never actually say in a million years or want in a million years outside of the bedroom. And one of the most important parts of a dom-sub relationship or BDSM relationship inside of the bedroom 
is the dom understanding the difference between bedroom talk and sober talk. Because a lot of the time, the submissive may get off on a verbal aspect or whatever else. And the more real it is to them in the moment, the more intense it's going to be. And they need to believe that, you know, whatever they're saying will come true in the moment. But a real dom is going to know that's all just fantasy bedroom talk. And the second the sex is over or, you know, the sub, a lot of the times, um, a lot of the times this is not addressed, but sex can be very therapeutic, especially someone who was sexually abused. And a lot of the times, um, people who prefer the submissive role or even people who don't kind of like to relive those sexual experiences, but in a safe and controlled environment. The reason that they do that is they're trying to rewrite history in their own head. And that's their way of coping and, you know, moving past that. So going back to the aftercare, if I'm with someone and it's a very intense scene, the second it ends or the second they come, I instantly grab their head and just hold them close, rest my cheek on their forehead, you know, give them kisses on their forehead. Like I'm very, you know, that dom roll shuts off and I become very nurturing and tender and caring. And, you know, if you take someone to a very, very dark place, they need to have that afterwards. Because if you take someone to that place and that aftercare isn't there, all of a sudden something that could have been very positive and healing and therapeutic just becomes a fucking nightmare that they can't actually wake up from. So the thing is, and another thing that drives me crazy is a lot of the times, uh, you know, people will contact me. Oh yeah. You know, I would love to be your sub. I have absolutely no limits. Bullshit. You don't have limits. Like, if I fucking pull out a fucking machete and start hacking off limbs, I guarantee you're going to have a fucking problem with that. So, the point is, don't ever say, I have no limits, because that's a complete and utter load of horse shit. Everyone has limits. So, in a healthy relationship, you both need to communicate those limits to each other. You know, whether it's, you know, having a safe word or saying, you know, if, you know, I bring up this, this, and this in the bedroom. I need to believe it's real in the moment, but you need to understand that no matter what I say in the bedroom, I don't actually mean it. And the second sex ends, like, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, that trust needs to be there. And, you know, there's about a million variations. Like when someone says like communication and trust are absolutely paramount. And what I'm getting at with communication is when someone says, oh, you know, I'm looking for a rough, dominant, whatever. My immediate question is, what does rough and dominant mean to you? Because if I ask that question to 20 different people, I'm going to get 20 different answers. You know, or someone tells me, oh, yeah, I'm into muscle worship. Great. What does muscle worship mean to you? These are all conversations that need to be had. These are... <sighs> And the thing is, in a dom-sub relationship, in a healthy one, 
the sub is actually the one in control because they're the one that's allowing things to happen and they're able to end it at any point in time if they don't feel safe or, you know, something goes over the line or whatever. And like me personally, I don't actually get off on dominating someone or putting them down or, you know, the thought of actually like exerting my dominance over someone like, Oh, let me show you what a big bad man I am. Like that's actually nauseating to me. I mean, that's no different than that's no different than me kicking a fucking chihuahua and getting off on it. A dom sub relationship, BDSM relationship is all about trust, communication, and the thing is, whether you're the dom or you're the sub, you need to feel comfortable talking to and communicating with your partner. Because I've been in situations where, you know, the other person wants this and it's something I'm not willing to do, but I'm going to be honest about it and say, hey, that's something I'm not willing to do. I'm not going to compromise and say, oh, okay, well, I'll go along with it, you know, just because the thing is you're going to end up resenting the other person. You need to feel comfortable saying no. And another part of a healthy relationship is not guilting the other person or manipulating the other person because, uh, I'm going to give a really cheesy example, but you know, say you've got kids and I think I gave this analogy in another video, but let's say you've got kids and you tell your kid, Oh, I want, always want you to be honest with me. And your kid comes home and tells you, Oh, mom, dad, I tried marijuana for the first time. And you're like, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Well, congratulations. You just guaranteed that kid ain't ever going to tell you shit again. And the same thing applies in a dom-sub relationship. If you say, hey, I really, really want this. And, you know, the other person says no. And this person's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, I really thought you cared. You know, that means a lot to me bullshit. That's not part of a healthy relationship. That's you trying to manipulate your partner. So, you know, they want this, but you're not willing to do this in a healthy relationship. You two can find a compromise in which you both get what you want. So, I mean, really, and all of these are things you don't do these things with someone on a first date. These are things that build up, you know, slowly over time. Sure. There might be that one in a million scenario in which, you know, you meet someone, you have immediate chemistry and you know, that trust is built instantaneously, but that's not the norm. So, you know, just, you know, move one step at a time and build up that rapport, build up that trust, create an environment in which you're both able to talk to each other and tell each other, you know, what you want and what you need. And, you know, like some people like to limit that shit to just the bedroom. Other people like to incorporate it into everyday life, which is totally fine. Because like I said before, there is no one size fits all. There's no, you know, oh, you have to do this and this and this. So you just have to find out what works for you and your partner. Uh, as far as red flags goes, you know, really, as far as the dom goes with red flags, 
you know, it, it should be pretty easy to differentiate a high school bully from an actual dom, um, you know, based on what I've told you. You know, if you have any other questions, let me know. Um, as far as red flags to look for with the sub, I would say if someone's, you know, oh, yeah, I don't have any limits and they just... There's, how do I say this? You're a human being. You have thoughts, you have feelings, you have everything. If as a dom, you feel like the submissive just will not speak up for themselves and you feel like that even if you go too far, they're not going to say shit, that should be a huge red flag and you should not be in that relationship because they need to feel comfortable saying if something's gone too far. So, you know, again, communication, trust, um, you know, all of these things really, really play into a healthy DOM sub or BDSM relationship. Uh, you know, if you have questions as far as, you know, uh, how to tie someone up or how to do different things, I would suggest looking at, I mean, most major cities have like a sex store that's on the kinkier side. A lot of those places do have, uh, you know, demonstrations or, you know, things where they kind of teach people different uh, things to do. Um, Really trying to think of what I didn't cover, but yeah, I really hope that this addressed your guys' questions. you know, just find out what works for you. If you guys have any suggestions or, you know, things you would like me to cover in the future, please let me know. I love seeing your guys' comments. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, please like, share, comment, subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Love you all.